You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Go Wild. Go Wild is one of the fastest growing social media applications that there is dedicated to outdoor enthusiasts. Uh, This app is basically a community of all like-minded individuals who love Mother Nature, love to be outside, love hunting, fishing, camping, all the activities that people love to do outside you're going to find a community for those activities within go wild now you can download the app directly to your mobile device your phone and you can find that at the google play store that's where i download all my apps or for more information you can go to time to go wild.com read up on the app read what it's all about lot lots of detail on their uh on their website so uh Get outside, it's time to go wild. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Nine Finger Chronicles hunting podcast brought to you by Exodus Trail Cameras. I'm your host, Dan Johnson, and on this podcast, you will find tons of relevant information that will help you become more successful in the field. You'll hear product information directly from the manufacturer and success stories from guys and gals just like you. Sit back, relax, and pour a stiff drink. This episode of the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast starts right now. All right, everybody, here we are again, another week of podcasts in the books on the schedule, and we're going to be starting today with this Nine Finger Chronicles podcast brought to you by Exodus Trail Cameras. Now, today we have a really kick-ass podcast. Um, I know a lot of the guys who follow this podcast are gear nuts, right? They like to hear about the latest, greatest things. They like to hear about products. Uh, They like to hear about how the companies got their start, all like, I guess, the the research and development that went into those particular uh, uh, products. And today is no different. We're going to be talking with Sean, if I'm saying this right, yeah, Sean Malloy from Altera Alpaca Socks. Um, I actually used their socks this, uh, let's see, on my elk hunt and on my whitetail hunts this year. And I'm not going to lie, it's a pretty kick-ass sock. Um, I think that you're going to like this podcast because we, we talk about socks and we talk about how important 
the right sock matched with the right boot is actually very important, right? Because once your feet go, and this is my experience, once your feet go, then you're done, right? If they if they have blisters, if they get cold, if they get too hot, it almost messes with your head a little bit. And then when your feet are done, you're done. And uh, so that's what we're, that's what we talk about today. We talk a little bit about the company, how it got its start, the product line, uh, the v- development that went into these socks, and a little history as well. So. Uh, it's, it's crazy how an idea can pop into someone's head and just be like, you know what? I want to be an alpaca farmer today. And so Sean tells that story as well. It's pretty interesting. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. Before we get into today's podcast, though, I want to talk a little bit about Prime Archery. Now, last year I shot the, the Logic kick-ass bow. Um, definitely one of those bows that you need to go try before you determine what other bow you're going to buy. If, if you're in the market for a bow, you need to sh- go shoot a prime. I can I can recommend the Logic because that's the bow that I shot uh, this past year. It's a kick-ass bow, dude. It's so smooth, so dead in hand. Um, great draw cycle. Like For me, if I pull a bow back and it's a rough draw cycle, I'm not even interested in it. But uh, this Logic that I shot, really, really good bow. Uh, had nothing but uh, good things to say about it. So go check out all the entire lineup from Prime. Really good bows. I've shot a couple of them. I did not, however, get the chance to shoot the latest Prime at the uh, at the ATA show this year. However, the Logic series got expanded, and they're coming out with a couple different brace heights and a couple different axle-to-axle lengths um, within the Logic series. So go check it out. And like I said, uh, before you end up buying your next bow, uh, do me the favor and yourself the favor and go shoot a Prime, and I, I think uh, I think you'll be happy with it. So with all that out of the way, Let's get into today's podcast with Sean Malloy of Altera Alpaca Socks. All right, on the phone with me right now, Mr. Sean Malloy. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing great. Awesome. All right, so just a real quick overview here. Um, today's podcast is about socks, and specifically Altera alpaca socks and uh, we're going to get into all of the details about this company how i kind of found out about it um how they worked for me uh some company background all the products involved with it and whatnot but before we do uh why don't you tell everybody did you have a good season out in the field hunting as as much as I did, yes, uh, I didn't get anything, but I enjoyed uh, walking the backwoods behind my house. Gotcha. So, and sometimes yeah, it was more productive. And sometimes that's all you need, right? Hey, I've seen a lot of deer this year. Uh, actually, mountain biking a little bit in Kentucky. I've seen a lot of deer. Actually, I see more deer mountain biking than I did uh, walking the back uh, woods <laughs> behind my place. Uh, some of them almost knocked me off my off my bike, but um, it's 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 good to see them out there in the herds that I've seen. So good, good deal. So you uh, kind of busy this year with uh, with the company. Very busy right now. This is the time of the year that I reach out to my customers throughout the uh, pretty much northeast into central 
states and in, in the northern mid, mid states to uh, consumer shows. Gotcha. And uh, meeting all my customers and hopefully gaining new customers. Gotcha. Cool. And that's uh, kind of what we're going to talk about today. So at a very high level, why don't you tell me a little bit about what Altera Alpaca is? Well, let's start with the name. Altera actually means higher in Latin. So the actual alpaca uh, sort of came from, uh, from, from Peru and worked its way back into the States over the last 30 years. And um, with that material coming off, the fiber coming off the alpaca is what got my interest about uh, about 10 years ago uh, when my wife asked me to uh, get into farming and uh, raising these alpacas. And uh, being an engineer, I started researching it and um, investigating what qualities alpaca really has for uh, hunters, bikers, runners, and what have you. And the more I looked into it, the more I was open for my wife to change our life <laughs> and our, and our careers. How's that? Yeah. I tell you what, that's kind of crazy because my grandfathers, uh, both my mom's side and my, you know, I come from a, uh, a history or a lineage of farmers, I guess you could say. And when I think of farmers, I think of, and especially in North America, you think of, corn beans cattle pigs maybe chickens and whatnot but not alpacas so i i want to hear the story about how your wife approached you or how how that hey i want to be an alpaca farmer <laughs> that's well we, we lived in portland main area and uh we were both executives at the time and um she was looking for something more than just going to work every day and we were really trying to get more of a, a farm setting uh, of doing something uh, on the farm and alpacas just sort of popped up on our radar screen. And one thing led to the next, we bought alpacas. The next thing is we put in a small micro mill, which we started designing alpaca yarns and other things with alpaca that we could sell or we would make for others. And um, that kept on, um, migrating to saying, well, let's do this full time. And we basically left the beautiful state of Maine and came down to Kentucky, took a year and a half off, developed 13 to 14 new products. And in 2009, we introduced our first sock under the Kentucky royalty brand. Gotcha. Um, so why alpaca? That is a very good question. Well, the reason why I got into, well, the alpaca itself uh, and started going into socks was I've been buying socks in that time frame as well, and the socks were, weren't holding up. So um, in terms of even with alpaca in them, and I decided to make a better mousetrap, and um, I mean, my background's engineering, and I like standards, so I started looking for standards to work off of, found a military standard, for durability, wicking, antimicrobial. So these are certain things that actually work well with alpaca. If you start looking at it, alpaca is antimicrobial, has a great tensile strength, um, wears well, and it wicks incredible. So putting those three things together in a sock, 
work well for people that are active uh, in a hot or cold climate. And um, with the hot and cold climate, the, the designs of socks that I have created uh, allow for uh, evaporation uh, of moisture from your foot. And with that, if it's a hot day, just like you jump out of a pool and you grab your towel, the evaporation cools your skin and you grab your towel to, to warm back up. As well as in the wintertime, most people get cold feet because of the moisture buildup in their boots and that moisture freezes or gets colder, conducts that cold quite fast. However, with evaporation going on with the socks, with the alpaca, uh, it basically keeps your foot comfortable right. and warm, and it really regulates the temperature Okay, in a hot or cold setting. Gotcha, gotcha. So, you know, I think it's just been in the last five years that I've started to educate myself on specific garments to wear, you know, while I've been hunting, right? And I've noticed that over the years, and this even even – past five years right once my feet are cold and there's no hope for warming them back up i'm done and i got to go back to the truck or go back to the house i'm done hunting for the day until i can warm back up and go back out now when when i when i started educating myself on specific brands of fabric or or whatever wool and and whatnot i I started to see that uh, wool was an option so Compared to wool, is there is there a hierarchy there? Are they the same? Are they different? Does one perform better than the other? Well, there's a few. They're they're similar but different. Um, uh, with the alpaca itself, uh, it really repels the water away while wool absorbs it. Okay. So it pulls the water away from your foot. Mine just sort of the alpaca pushes it away. And the way I design the socks, and it's just not all about the alpaca, because there's a lot of alpaca socks that are out there, but it's the multiple designs and how I design the yarns to actually bring it even further away from your foot. But back to the wool or other man-made uh, ingredients, or even cotton, cotton holds the water against you. Wool does move it away. Um, uh, it's antimicrobial as well, just as, as alpaca is. Um, it has a high, Alpaca has a little higher uh, tensile strength. Um, and it has some warmer qualities than, than the wool. Um, and so when you start looking at the, the, the differences, uh, people are finding out that when they put an alpaca sock on or compare it, when you put one on one side and the other, uh, one foot, left foot, alpaca, right foot, wool, um, at least with my Altera alpaca socks, they see a huge difference. Right. And they're just stunned at the difference. And so, um, so with that said, uh, it's, it is the characteristics of the alpaca and some of the better qualities over wool, but it's also definitely the design of the product as well. Okay. The yarns that go into the sock. Right. And this is where the average Joe, like myself, I take a look at a wool sock and an alpaca sock and a cotton sock and I see a sock, right? I don't know shit about sock design, but now that I've transferred over to wool, and I, uh, this past year I've used uh, one of your socks, I have noticed a difference, right? So it, when it comes to design 
of your specific socks, what are the differences that you would say make your sock uh, perform better, I guess? Well, first of all, most all high-performance socks will always have a reinforced heel toe, an arch support, uh, so maybe some rings around the ribbing to keep your the the ribbing from or the stuff falling off your calf, keeping it up. Um, but after that point in time, there's other synthetics that pretty much all have some some kind of uh, spandex or nylon to keep the elasticity going because uh, because a lot of the alpacas and, and wools lose their elasticity um, and that allows it to be better performance. But when it comes down to designing uh, the socks that, that I, I sell, typically there are two or three ply yarn. Um, I always add uh, silver technology in my socks to give it even more antimicrobial than just the average uh, sock out there. And it's a scent reducer um, and it complements the alpaca. And then with the two or three ply, I'm using uh, some of my socks have high-tech ingredients in it that complement the alpaca. So the alpaca pulls the water away from your foot, and the other ingredients is pulled even further away, mechanically-wise. And so when you have a combination uh, of yarn and the way I design the yarns, it actually pulls that water away quite nicely, and that gives you that, that great feel. Um, and it also adds uh, a great um, durability factor when I reinforce and use other uh, products on the outside of the sock. Um, and that gives it the longevity uh, wear function. Gotcha. Uh, so. so, okay. So help me understand this in layman's terms. When, How does design or, or the alpaca itself or wool or whatever, how does it actually pull moisture away from your foot well if i guess what it comes down to is is that it doesn't want to absorb so it actually pushes it away so it doesn't suck it in it's very can it it'll eventually if you put it in water it will um but it um you know if you go out and looked at my herd on a snowy day uh there would be and if they were out there all day, they would have, and it snowed all day. They would have three or four inches of snow on top of their backs mm-hmm. <laughs> because it doesn't. It, the, there is a thermal regulation part of that where it does insulate the alpaca. Um, what what it does, um, I'm not a, a, a micro engineer in understanding the true functionalities of the alpaca. Alpaca has fine scales. Um, it repels the water versus absorbs it, um, such as wool has barbs and absorbs some of the water. So um, it just, the way I designed the yarns, it, and by testing it, I could prove out that it does a better job than others on the market. How's that? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. It's... Uh, so then how many times or how many socks, once you started, you know, building this company and specifically the socks, how many designs did you have to go through until you said to yourself, okay, this is the design that we're going to sell? Well, I originally designed or originally had an, another company that was uh, Royalty Fiber Farm uh, or it was the Adventure Sock line. And uh, I got into uh, designing heavyweight socks, 
as well as golf socks. And so I spent some time learning what worked and what did not work with those, those, that product line, which I still sell, which is going to be absorbed into the Altera line this year. So I spent a lot of time testing different um, man-made materials with Alpaca to determine um, what was the best out of the uh, combination. And it probably had probably between five and eight different types of yarns over the course of two or three years to test. Um, I had my own small mill, so I was able to uh, take those ingredients and see how they all would work. Um, And then basically work with a hosiery to put it together and then basically test it in a laboratory to see how it actually worked. And, and so all socks are not the same. They all wick at a different uh, rate. And um, I was doing a comparison test to see what the competition was doing compared to mine. And I wanted to uh, improve on what was out there on the market. Gotcha. Gotcha. So did you do any like real life testing with yourself or individuals where you put uh, one sock on one foot and another sock on another foot and put your feet in a bucket of ice or anything like that? Or did you just go and get real, real world type feedback? Um, I, I depended on quite a few uh, people out in the field because I really felt that would be um, a best way of going about doing it in terms of a non-bias. Um, I worked with a few folks out uh, in Salt Lake, Utah, um, met these folks at the uh, OR show, um, and they would come back and give uh, reports um, on, hey, go get them wet and tell me how long it takes to get them dry and compare them to your best sock. Or I work with a special force guy that's gone in the backwoods for three three months or whatever it may be, and they would give me some kind of feedback saying, well, for this weight ratio, for being up in the cold weather in the Arctic, uh, you know, they would give me their their opinion. But really what it comes down to is testing in a laboratory and seeing what the actual wicking ability is with the sock. Gotcha. Okay. So as I as I started messing around with specifically different socks throughout the last handful of years, um, you know, I, I, I moved away from cotton or big, thick socks or trying to wear, you know, seven or eight pair, pairs of socks, it felt like at, at times, and cramming my foot down into my boot. Um, I, I got into some wool. Right. And uh, I tried to do layering, still putting on multiple pairs of socks and, uh, you know, stuffing my foot into a boot. Now, my question to you is, do products like yours perform better when it's maybe just one sock or in, in, let's say, a cold temperature? Or do you need multiple socks to uh, layer on top of each other to do a better job? So I'm going to step back here and, um, and look at that. I uh, personally, my sock performs good without any layering. Okay. The only layering that you really are doing is this boot that you're wearing. So when I'm at shows and people ask me how warm these are and how are they, how do they work to a certain extent? Um, I say that, yeah, it provides some warmth. Now, it can provide a lot more warmth than maybe cotton, but in general, what I did 
and what I came up with is I designed the membrane between your foot and your boot. So there's three, three things there. The person creates the water or the, the sweat out of their foot, but they also create the warmth. I created a membrane to whip that water away and, and regulate that temperature within your boot. And your boot, if you're gator hunting down in Georgia or Florida, you're wearing a leather boot. And if you're up in the Arctic Circle, you're wearing Sorrells. So with that, you shouldn't be layering um, – uh, with my, my socks, you shouldn't be layering uh, any kind of socks. You should find the best sock, light, medium, or heavyweight that you feel comfortable wearing and, and, and finding the best boot for that situation in the field. Okay. So it's almost like a pairing. Yes. If you can, if you can pick up a good pair of socks that you're going to wear continuously all year round, <laughs> use that sock because if it wicks, uh, and if thermoregulates and keeps your foot comfortable, then it really comes down to the situation. Your boot is what changes, not the sock. Okay. So does that sort of make sense? Yeah. So does the sock itself then, is that the, is it the, the sock that you need to rely on or the boot that you need to rely on to, um, I guess, provide the insulation? for uh, from the outside i always look at it this way uh depending on where you live in the country in florida you have four inch walls up in uh, minnesota you might have eight to 12 inch walls there's a reason for that it's the temperature uh, gradient uh going down below zero versus never going down below 30 or 40 or 50 right so the boot the boot and just picture this, most socks, if you take a thick one or a thin one, they're a quarter inch, they're, they're not even a, a sixteenth of an inch difference. Your tinselate and your boot can be up to, uh, from a sixteenth of an inch all the way up to probably two inch thick or an inch and a half thick with all the insulate. So the best bang for your buck is to buy the proper boot for the proper situation and buy a great pair of socks that remove remove the moisture and regulate that temperature in there that fits perfect with that boot. Um, and, and that's where, where I I always go to is, is that it has to fit the foot and the boot and the membrane that I create fits when it fits perfect, you have the best experience. Okay. Um, so does that mean that the, like your socks bring out the best in your boot? Uh, I would have to say that's what I'm sort of saying. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, you're, so yes, you can look at a sock and you say a thick one versus a thin one. The thicker one's going to give you more thermoregulating or more insulation factor. But how much more? Um, where I'm getting at is when you're talking a sixteenth of an inch to a thirty-second of an inch. Uh, what's the difference in the R value as an engineer speaking? Yeah. Um, it's more of the wicking getting away. Yes. The, the thermoregulation and, and, and how it insulates, it's one thing, but your boot has a bigger impact. Uh, you as the provider of warmth for yourself, energizing, you know, giving that warmth throughout your body has more impact. Um, and then if you put my sock in between all that, then you have everything that you'd really need to stay out there in the cold as long as you can. And gotcha. that's relatively speaking. Okay. All right. Yeah, that makes more sense. Now, 
<coughs> excuse me. Now, when mm-hmm. it comes to people who are putting on like putting on multiple pairs of socks, does the performance of the sock is that reduced if you're putting on a another pair of socks over top of it and it's compressing it more, or does it not really matter that much? Uh, well, if it's if your foot's really cramped, you're going to have probably not as good circulation through your feet, blood circulation. Um, so if you are cramming two or three layers into a boot that doesn't fit you, there's going to be a problem. Uh, vice versa, the other way, um, when I talk to people about uh, socks, I always ask them uh, what kind of boot they're wearing, but how much room they got. Because what you don't want to happen is your foot slipping and sliding inside that boot that's causing friction and causing overheating of your foot. And at that point in time, you're creating an artificial heat source that's going to cause more sweating potentially and hot spots and, um, and an uncomfortable experience. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, it, again, layering, if it works for the person, I always say, do whatever you feel comfortable with. And I always tell them, you can always do the right side, right foot your way and just try out the left side with my type of sock. How's that? Gotcha. And that way you do a comparison test, determine what one works best for that person. Right. Okay. So let me ask you this, you know, when I'm sitting there in the tree stand, sometimes I'm hunting in temperatures. A couple of years ago, I can remember hunting in temperatures where I, I was wearing a, a wool sock or a combination of wool socks. I think I had on two and I had a really thick insulated boot and my, my goal was to sit all day long. Right. And no matter what my feet still got cold. Is there a, is there a combination to where, uh, I don't know that you can beat the cold or is, is the cold something that if you're going to be out there and you're not going to be moving, it's going to win no matter what. Well, I think you, I think that if you were out there for more than eight hours, uh, and just say it's to say it's uh, 20 degrees out, and your your core temperature is dropping because you're not moving and you don't have the energy levels that you had when you walked into the, the blind, what have you. Eventually, the same way as your heater goes in your house, uh, just say at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, 5 o'clock in the morning with no heat, uh, and just say it's 20 degrees out, it's going to be cold in that house. Um, so what a good pair of socks, a good pair of boots do, and um, – with the, with the hunter or whoever's uh, out there has a good, uh, you know, wears on will allow them to be out there a lot longer than someone that's just not putting the proper gear on and don't have the proper socks on or the shoes. So it's all relative, right? So if you can be out there eight, eight hours and everyone else is only out there for four hours, uh, you have a competitive advantage of maybe getting that monster deer you're looking for. Gotcha. But eventually, everyone's going to get cold, uh, regardless. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least everyone I've talked to, they, you know, what's the maximum time you ever stayed out in a, a blind for? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, all right. Now let's talk a little bit about the product line itself. Um, so what I'll do is I'll just kind of hand it over to you, and I'll let you walk through 
what you currently have available and maybe what they're good for, what kind of scenario that uh, you would recommend them for? Yeah, so uh, the first one is a lightweight sock, which is a conquer sock. Um, designed that for a, a military application, uh, sort of the Middle East wars over there. Uh, basically, 25, 30 degrees temperature in the morning and 90 degree temperature in the afternoon. And so it has a wide range. Um, it allows you to wear these at work and then just go right out in the backwoods. Uh, it's our higher, highest content uh, sock, right around 65% alpaca, and the rest spandex and nylons and so forth, stuff like that. Uh, but it allows me to pretty much wear those socks continuously um, in any condition uh, that I'm in and where I live. Um, I really enjoy them. Um, they, they, they have all my socks always have full terry loop on the bottom of the foot that allow that impact in that moisture release area where you can get that moisture away from your foot. Um, and we make those nine inches and 12, 12 inch, uh, height for a nine inch boot and a 12 inch boot. Um, then we go into our, our explore, uh, line, which is, um, comes in a six inch and a micro size height. And it's, it's a tad heavier than the conquer, that allows people to run, walk, um, bike, hike uh, with those with those type of socks. It's the six inches designed for a six inch hiking boot, and the footies we call them micros or footies. Uh, there's a tab on the back so they don't slide down into your shoe or sneaker, and they work well. Um, that one um, has less alpaca, but has higher tech ingredients uh, that go along with it. And it's a three-ply yarn, very durable, um, and it works incredible for those high-impact sports that you'll be playing with or hiking. Then we go into our Prevail, called Prevail Hunt Sock. Um, it's a full carry loop uh, sock with the reinforced heel toe arch support. Uh, it's a three-ply yarn. It's a comes in a nine inch and a 12 inch um when we're at shows that's our best selling sock it performs quite well under uh most conditions uh from say uh, 75 to 80 degrees all the way down into that really cold range depending on the boot that you're wearing but it gets colder or it allows it to go down below 25 um we find uh that sock, the hunters are all coming back and enjoying it, especially the ones that are heading out west where they're walking a lot more than the eastern hunter. Um, so it's a very active sock where you walk maybe or stalk your elk for maybe a mile or two, and then you're sitting for 30, 40 minutes and it wicks so well that you're not really thinking about your feet. So, yeah. um, and it has excellent support and what have you. And, um, and then we have our other brand, which is going to be brought into the Altera this year until the next year, which is our Kentucky royalty brand, um, our adventure sock, which is our heavyweight and, um, more of a traditional looking hiking sock or excuse me, a hunting sock. Um, and, uh, that allows you to sit out there 
uh, if you're not moving uh, as much or just hiking into your stand, as I tell people with their their neoprene boots, um, it's an excellent sock for that um, and not one that you're going to be hiking a large amount of miles because as you get a thicker sock, you're going to have more movement between your foot and your sock and boot. And so even though we put arch support in it, it still moves more than our Prevail or a Conquer sock. And so we, we highly suggest snowboarding, ice fishing, snowmobiling, and then sitting long periods of time in the cold. Gotcha. And um, that is, that's our sock line. Uh, that's all the types of socks that we got um, that we're offering right now. But we are always looking at new types of socks and technology. Right. For future socks. Gotcha. So with, with that said, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind is as, you know, as businesses start to grow, they either come out with new products or product lines. Do you guys see yourself ever getting in to, um, alpaca, I don't know, next to skin layers, like, uh, base layers for hunting or, or like, like high activity sports or anything like that? Uh, well, Right now, what we're doing, our next generation of products is uh, fingerless and finger gloves, and I guess they call them glittons, which is a mitten and glove that we're introducing this year, um, as well as beanies that are made out of the same material. Usually, those types of products, I'm using more alpaca in them in the range of 85 to 90% range. Okay. Because they're not as impactive uh, as on your foot, they're on your head or on your on your hands. Um, we're we're going to be focusing on that for the next eighteen months to two years to finish up that product line as well as uh, streamline our sock lines a little bit more. But the what you're asking base layer, I've done a lot of designs of yarns and made lots of different fabrics, but. We're waiting uh, until I prove out the ultimate fabric, which might take another year or two to actually finish up. But um, I'm testing stuff to see where where that that line of product will go. But yes, we are looking for um, more than just socks, gloves, and beanies in the future. Awesome. Cool. So... Now, when it comes to, you know, a guy's heard this, you know, he knows a little bit about your company. He knows about the products, the technology that goes into it. Why should he take the next step and actually go to your website or find a retailer or whatever and actually buy one of your socks? Well, I believe that once they purchase a sock, um, our customer actually buys one or sees us at a show, but typically after that point in time, we capture that customer pretty much, I don't say for life, but for a duration of time because they continuously come back and buy more products online or at some of our dealers and, or at the shows and, um, the product actually works and, um, and, and we're growing quite, quite fast because of the return customers. Um, we're not just collecting a customer and losing at the same time. Um, we're educating the customer and they're coming back and liking the product so much. Uh, so. 
Awesome. Well, I tell you what, my buddy Ryan, uh, who I, I've hunted with, he's like, dude, you got to check these socks out. And, you know, I'm the kind of guy when I hear a product, especially a general type product, like a, a quote unquote sock, I, it always it always goes in one ear and out the other until I take the time or I see the brand multiple times or in this case, Ryan telling me, dude, you got to check this sock out. You got to te- check the sock out. I checked the sock out and I, I ended up getting a pair and I wore it on my elk hunt. It was awesome. I actually started out my elk hunt wearing a, a liner sock that was kind of wool and then the, um, the prevail over top of it. And then the next day I realized I didn't need it. And I took the liner sock off and put the prevail back on. And it was an absolutely awesome sock. My foot stayed dry the entire hunt. And I was, I, I don't know. I, I was really worried about my foot, my feet the entire time. Like, oh man, if my boot gets wet or if I start sweating, I'm going to be in trouble or whatever. For some reason I was thinking that it, it uh, you know, it was going to be a big deal, but I can tell you that it worked awesome. It, it, and I didn't have any problems with my feet the entire time. So it's almost like your, your, your sock boot combination is probably one of the most important, uh, I guess, pieces of hunting gear when used, you know, together like that on one of those big elk hunts or Western hunts. It's, it's, it's when you're going out there and you're going 10, 15, 20 miles in the back country and uh, if something goes wrong, survival is, is very important to survive, to get back to wherever you're going. Right. So if you've got good footwear and good body wear, um, are very, it, you will survive and get back. If you are, cold or thinking about your feet all the time and you're you're not thinking about your hunt anymore you're thinking about your feet and then you're just wasting your money and your time uh stalking that elk or whatever it may be that you're stalking or hunting for and uh so and that's what i hear from your, your story is very typical uh people coming back and uh writing up a review or coming back to me at a show the following year and saying that uh you, your socks had made a big difference in their in their lives in terms of what they're doing if it's hunting or every day so nice well that's awesome and uh i'll probably i'll probably be picking up another pair uh before this upcoming shed hunting season and uh the turkey season and uh dude it's a it's just a real i'll just say this it's a really good sock and uh um uh you make a good product so i i love being able to have a company come on that I can actually give feedback to. Uh, a lot of the companies that I, I have on uh, the podcast, I, I don't get that opportunity, but uh, uh, I think my uh, the listeners of this podcast who know me know that it's an honest, it's honest feedback because if it sucked, I probably would have told you that it sucked. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, I hear that. Hey, there's another thing that I'd like to at least tell the uh, the audience as well, yep. um, and which is probably an important one, is that we are a small business, and we support small farms across the country. We make our product in the United States. We design all our own yarns, and we use hosieries in the United States. So um, when when you start looking at that, 
we are supporting many different people along the value chain of developing and manufacturing our products. And I think that's very important this day and age. So we're, we're committed to keep on doing that and supporting, um, the outdoor world. And I believe in that too, and the habitat and, and, um, cause we all need to be able to go out there and enjoy it. And hopefully it's there for many years to come. So, and, well, and that and the U S economy, which is very important yeah. as well. So that is true. And the farmers and the so. farmers. Yep. And the farmers. Well, I tell you what, Sean, man, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to hop on and talk to us about these socks. Um, and uh, if people want to find out more information about the company and the products, where should we send them? Uh, com, And you should be able to learn more about our products, purchase them, and also find places where you can buy them. Perfect. If online or at small mom and pop shops across the country. Perfect. All right, man. Well, thanks for your time. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Another podcast in the history books. Huge shout out to Sean for hopping on and chatting with us today. Really appreciate it. Um, I tell you what, man, I, I love geeking out about things that are in a way basic like socks right but as you just heard today there's a lot of uh, detail and engineering that goes into even a construction of a sock so that's pretty cool uh thank you all for tuning in and listening to this podcast um man you know i've just this has been a, a roller coaster uh the last couple years and i i really appreciate uh everybody tuning in if you like what you hear please go leave a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you download the podcasts, um, social media, be sure you're following not only the Nine Finger Chronicles on Instagram and Facebook, but also the Sportsman's Nation as well, Instagram and Facebook and uh, lots of cool things. Go to the website, sportsmansnation.com, sports, M-E-N-S, nation.com, and uh, enter your email address at the bottom of the screen, and here pretty soon... Once I uh, get my head on straight, I'm going to be sending out a weekly email to all the people who are interested in receiving one, and it's just going to be kind of a recap of the podcasts that week. It's going to be just a ton of great information uh, coming your way, probably, probably some kind of discount code product lineup as well, and uh, you know, just to show my thanks to you guys as well. Other than that, man not a lot to say tell your friends about this i want to thank all the partners of this podcast exodus ozonics wasp lone wolf tree stands deer lab prime ripcord ozonics and hunter safety systems you know without those companies supporting me uh, financially uh this wouldn't be happening or it would be happening but on a a lot less of of a frequent podcast and uh so huge shout out to those companies um man I'm, I'm saying um a lot and i'm gonna stop doing it and i'm gonna say hey the season's pretty much over uh for the rep for majority majority of the nation but if you are still hunting and you're still climbing a tree stand and you're tr- still trying to get it done our friends at hunter safety systems are reminding us to please wear your damn safety harness have a good week